Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Give a little one more praise, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat today. Good to see everybody in the house, amen. Good to see some that we haven't seen for a while. Good to have you guys here with us, amen, and praise the Lord, amen. Uh, we're, we're just going to get into the Word of God, amen. How many know that, that light, somebody say light, light causes us to see, amen. If you were in a dark room, amen, trying to find something, it would be wise to turn on the light. Come on, somebody say the light, right? Come on, if you're looking for something in the dark, you're not going to find it, but if you turn on the light, it, it helps you on, helps you find that. You see, light expels darkness, and when the light comes into the room, darkness has to leave. How many know that we need to turn on the light? Come on, somebody say the light. Come on, help me out today, amen. The light in this crisis. We need to turn on the light in the times that we're living today, church. In the midst of this pandemic, we need, somebody say, I need the light. Somebody say the light. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, turn on the light. The light causes, as I said, to see, help us see more clearly. Christmas is a season, listen, that brings the light. Lights are put on houses, on trees, neighborhoods are lit up. Department stores put, on, put lights up to attract people to buy. Listen, lights get our attention. Especially if there are red flashing lights behind you telling you to pull over. Come on, tell your neighbor, pull over. And today I want to minister on the message called the light, the Christmas light. Somebody say the Christmas light. You have to understand that lights are very important, especially in the very first Christmas. I want you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2. Verse 9, and it says, Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the, of the Lord's glory, or the, or the light of, of God's glory, surrounded them. Here in the book of Luke, it talks about a radiant light. Now, a light that was so bright that it got the shepherd's attention out in the fields. A light that spoke to them to go to Bethlehem. A light that led them to baby Jesus. How many know it was the light that led us out of darkness? Come on, somebody. Come on. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare, somebody say declare, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his what? Marvelous light. It was the light, church, that led us to Jesus. The wise men saw another bright light in the sky, a star, and they followed it where the Savior was. See, the light 
is a major theme in our Bibles. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says this, This is the message that we have heard from him and declared to you, God, somebody say God, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. The very first command that God gave in the beginning of creation was let there be light. In first Genesis or Genesis 1, 3, it says, then God said, let there be light. And then what? There was light. Jesus says what? I am the light of the world. Come on. And John 12, 46 says this. I have come as, as a light to shine in this dark world. So all who put their trust in me, somebody say in him, will no longer remain in the dark. See, Jesus is not talking about physical darkness here, amen. He's talking about spiritual darkness. See, the enemy, uh, Satan, has always tried to get rid of the light in our lives. Look to your neighbor and tell him, turn on the light. Come on, turn on the light, church. See, the enemy is trying to get rid of the light in our nation today. Come on, especially in California. Come on, through these governors, amen, through these shutdowns, amen, they're trying to get rid of the light, amen. In Matthew chapter 6, 18, it says, but upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. In verse 19, it says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven, church. Uh, come on. Uh, it's time that we start to bind some things uh, here on earth. Amen. Uh, some of us, we need to loose some things, church. Come on, church. We, we need to start binding some things. Uh, bind this principality. Uh, bind this virus. Amen. And loosen the power of God uh, inside our lives, uh, inside our churches, uh, inside our nation, church. Uh, it's time, church, uh, for the church to rise up and bind something. Devil, you're not going to have your way. It's like Sister Bloom was saying, that's it. That's enough. No more. No more death. Come on. We come against you. We bind you, virus. And we loosen the power of God in our lives. Church, we need to come together. Can somebody say amen? We need to come together, church. See, when Jesus was born in the book of Matthew, the kings and the wise men, they were called... Uh, uh, Magians, amen, or, 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 or uh, uh, Magians, Magi, Magi, you guy, you guy, no, Magis, these, these, these Magis, amen, were men who, who studied the stars, amen, they, they interpret the dreams for the king, amen, and the king sent them to go find the child, and he told them, when you find him, report to me right away so that I may go worship him. But when these wise men found Jesus, amen, they, they presented him gifts, and the Bible says that, that they bowed down and they worshiped the child. But then they had a dream not to tell the king where the baby was. So after they left, they went home a, a, a different way. Why? Because the king wanted to get rid of the light. Not to worship the light but to get rid of the light. In Matthew chapter 2, 12 to 13, it says this. 
And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And when they have gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Somebody say, get up. Get up, he says, and take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there. Somebody say, stay there. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. If you go down to verse 16, it says this, and here it was furious. This is the king, amen. He was furious when he realized that the wise men outwitted him. Duh, they're wise men. Hallelujah. Then he sent the soldiers, amen, to kill all the boys in around Bethlehem who were two years old and younger based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. See, the enemy has always tried to get rid of the light, amen, especially in this season that you and I celebrate. Uh, the enemy comes and tries to bring darkness uh, upon people, amen. That's why people go through depression. That's why people go through sadness during this season. Darkness, listen, wants to take over in our world today. The enemy is trying to turn off the light. Tell your neighbor, keep the light on. Come on, keep it on. See, everybody, you and I, everyone goes through dark days. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. We are facing dark months, amen, and now we are entering a dark year. It's been a year since this hit our, our nation. It's been a year when all this started to come upon, amen. Uh, come on, have you ever had days that you didn't want to get out of bed? Come on, somebody. Come on, you didn't want to see anybody? Come on, you didn't want to face the world? Maybe it was this morning. I don't know. Hallelujah. Come on. Just one of those days. It's just one of those leave me alone days. Don't talk to me. Don't even look at me. Come on, somebody. See, what you need today is the Christmas light to brighten up your day. Come on. I want to look at three types of dark days and how Christmas, somebody say Christmas, how Christmas is the best way to respond to that through the life of Jesus. One of the, number one, is the dark days of disappointment. You ever been disappointed? Come on. Job chapter 30, verse 26, look what he says. I looked for good, but I found evil instead. I, I waited for the light, but darkness fell. Come on, you ever felt like that? Hoping for something good, but it turned out bad? <laughs> Come on, hoping for this, but you got that? Come on, we can turn on the news today, amen, and social media, amen, and get disappointed. The fact is, church, that life can be disappointing at times. Can somebody here say amen? See, sometimes things don't always work out as planned. And the Christmas season can have its disappointments as well. Wives are thinking, well, what is he going to buy me this year? He bought me a toaster last year, and I don't even like toast. Come on, what is she going to buy me this year? She bought me a blow dryer last year and I don't even have hair. I mean, we can go through things of disappointments, amen, uh, even during this time of Christmas, amen. Luke chapter 1, 30 to 31 says this, Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, For you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Oh, come on. Ain't that the sweetest name you ever heard? Come on. Ain't that the, the, the best news, man? Uh, it's just Jesus. 
Come on, when you can just be going through a, a storm or a battle, then Jesus. Somebody mentions Jesus, amen. Or, or you read about, come on, there's something about the name of Jesus. How many know there's power in Jesus? Come on. The Bible says that even demons tremble at the mention of Jesus. Come on, we need to speak Jesus over us. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, Jesus. Come on, somebody say, Jesus. Those are the times when you miss Brother Dan. Come on, he'd be, he'd be a big cheerleader over here. Jesus. Throughout the, throughout the sermon, he'd be going, Jesus. Man, there's something about Jesus that gets you going. I mean, if you came in sad, somebody just sat next to you and said, Jesus. You're like, Jesus. There's something that happens, amen. It's just, there's power in Jesus. But I can imagine Mary experienced disappointment at the very first Christmas. I mean, here she's told that she's highly favored, that she's going to bear a child, and he'll be the Messiah, he'll be the, the Son of God. And you, she's probably thinking, wow, this is, what a, this is awesome. God chose me. That's the vessel. God chose me, and man, this is, so, this is going to be so powerful. But he tells her, but your baby's going to be born in a stinky, dirty stable. I mean, that would be disappointing for any mother, right? Come on, your, your child, this, this king, this Messiah, but it's going to be born in a stable. Not in the finest hospital. Not as a, in royalty or nothing, but in a dirty, stinking cable. And she was thinking, man, I'm highly favored. I mean, they're, they're just going to roll out the, the red carpet for me. But it goes to show you that even the elect, God's chosen, can go through days of disappointments. The second is the dark days of distress. Come on, that's when you're so overwhelmed, you're so stretched out, you're, 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 you're stretched to the limit, amen. Come on, am I talking to anyone in this house today, amen? You're just going through some things in your life. You're frustrated. You've been frustrated? Come on. You have much, too much to do, not enough time. You have no money, no energy. Come on, somebody say hello. But it's Christmas time. Come on, it's supposed to be a time of joy and family and food. Menudo, pesole, pozole, tamales. Tamale man's here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The tamale man's here. Hallelujah. Come on, it's supposed to be a good time. Family get together, big things. See, Mary probably felt distressed at the very first Christmas. Picture this she's nine months pregnant, she has to ride on a donkey. From Nazareth to Bethlehem, which is around 60 miles. She's having her first baby, and she's alone in a stable with no family support. You think she's stressing? Oh, yeah. Come on. She's not, this was not what she was picturing uh, when the angel spoke over her, man. She thought everything was just going to be perfect, but she's stressing. Psalms 22, verse 1. God, God, my God, why have you dumped me miles away from nowhere? Another translation says, I cried desperately for help, but still 
It does not come. You ever felt like that? Where you ask God, where are you? Where are you in this situation? Don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you see how disappointed I am? Don't you see how stressful I am? What's going on, amen? I, I, I need somebody in my life. I need someone to help me. I'm overloaded. I have too much on my plate, amen. You see, dark days of distress are when you're, you're pulled by so many ways and so many different directions. Your mind is going 100 miles. You may be stressed out financially. A lot of people are going through that right now. Too much going out and not enough coming in. People stress out on what to buy people for Christmas. Man, just here's, here's a gift card. I'm done. <laughs> Come on, they, 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 they overwhelm themselves with things and they can, they can go, they can, they can be distressed over Christmas. You can be stressed out physically. You're running on empty, amen. You don't feel good, amen. You don't feel like doing anything. Come on, you have nothing left to give, amen. You're drained. You ever feel just drained? You can be stressed out relationally. Marriage is getting hit in some hard places in your life. Kids are stressing you out. The boss is yelling at you. Your neighbor's on your nerves. And even people at church are getting under your skin and they're sitting right next to you. Don't, don't, don't look right now. Husbands and wives are looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. You don't know, Pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're feeling distressed, disappointed. Listen, church, when your expectations and relationships are not met, you will get stressed out. Come on, somebody say amen. The third is days of doubt. You ever had one of those days? John chapter 12, 35 says this, the one who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. <laughs> Come on, somebody say hello. Somebody say truth. <laughs> Come on. The one that walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Come on, have you ever just been drifted in, in thought? Come on, have you ever just, just sat there, mind blanked? Kind of some of you guys like right now? No, no. Come on, you're, you're in a fog in life, amen. You're just, you, you, don't, you don't know where you're going. I mean, you look at your past and you get disappointed. You look at your present and you get stressed out. You look towards your future and you get doubtful and you worry. Worry. <laughs> worry <ours. laughs> Not warriors, worriers. Come on, we, 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 we just go through things. We're looking at our lives, and there's times where, where you're just sitting there, and you don't know what to do, amen. You don't know where to go. You're, you're sitting in your darkness, amen. You're looking everywhere, and man, and nothing makes sense. Nothing's bringing joy. I'm talking about dark, dark days of doubt where, where you are, are, are unsure about your future. We see these things that are going on in our world right now, and we're thinking, man, is he going to... Is God going to show up in this? And we start doubting even our very own faith. Where do we turn to in these dark days? 
2 Samuel chapter 22, 29 says this, You, Lord, are my light, and you dispel my darkness. Come on, Ephesians chapter 5, 14 says, For light makes everything visible. That is why I say, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Come on, some of you guys have been sleeping uh, in your problems. Uh, some of you have been sleeping uh, in your stresses. Uh, some of you have been sleeping in your disappointments. Uh, and God is saying, awake, uh, arise up, amen, uh, and let God shine on you. Come on. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, uh, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Uh, for those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is that light church. Uh, he says, I am the light of the world. Amen. I come to light up your dark days. And how does he dispel the darkness? Uh, how does he light up our lives, church? Uh, by the season that we're celebrating right now. Because of Christmas, church, you don't have to stay in the dark anymore, church. He came to be your light, amen. He came to light up your, your darkness, amen, and dispel his glory upon you. Jesus wants to do four things in your life. Somebody say four things that would dispel darkness. How many want to know about those four things? Number one, he encourages you. When you're disappointed. Oh, he's a great encourager. Come on. He is. Psalms 34, verse 17 and 18 says, The Lord hears his people when they call out for help. And he rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he rescues those whose spirits have been crushed. Come on, God, right now in these dark days, amen, uh, he hears your cry, church. Uh, he hears your prayer, church. Uh, and he's coming for your rescue, church. Uh, come on, uh, he's close to the brokenhearted, amen. Uh, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He's there to bring comfort to those things, amen, uh, in your life, amen. How many know that you know, there's a lot of people whose spirits have been crushed? But God says, I'm right here. You may ask, we're... Where's God when I'm going through all this? Well, he's right there, church. He's always been right there. The Bible says he never leaves you nor forsakes you. Come on, he's Emmanuel. Come on, church. That means God is with us. God is always with us, even in the dark days. Even through the situation that we face, we're, we're not exempt from those things. God is right there in the midst of those things. Come on, I've never, have ever gone alone through anything that I've gone through. I've never been alone. My God has always been there for me, amen. Come on, he always comes for us, church. He always comes through, church. Come on, he shines light in your darkness, amen, in that dark hour, amen. All you got to do is turn. Somebody say turn. Come on, all you got to do is turn around, amen. Call out to him, and he'll always be there. Somebody say Jesus. And he's right there. Come on. We, you just got to call out. So for some of you, he's waiting for you to call out. 
For some of you, you're just complaining, you're murmuring, you're looking at the disappointments in your life, the things that you're stressed out, you're distressed, and all this stuff. And he said, just call out to my name, son. Call out to my name, daughter. I'm right here. I've never left you. I've been by your side. I've been when you've been crying. I've been there. But I want you to call to me. Jesus. And he shows up like that. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans. I mean, oh, he has plans for you, church. Come on, he has plans for you. This, this is not it, church. This is not it. Come on. This dark season will pass. Come on. Come on. This will pass, church. He has plans for you. He says, I have plans for you. I declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Come on, somebody say, prosper me, hallelujah. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, amen. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Don't let these situations of dark days uh, blind you uh, from the future, church. Uh, come on, I don't know what's ahead, uh, but if I hold on to his hand and keep walking ahead, uh, I know that he's taking me to a place, amen. Uh, he's taking me out of darkness, uh, more into his marvelous light, church. Uh, come on, you just got to trust God uh, because all things are good with God. There is no darkness in God. He's a light. He is the light, church. He encourages us. He's a lifter of our heads. He comes and picks up your head. He comes and reminds you that he's God Almighty. He's there to lift you up, church, when you need encouraging. Can somebody say amen? Number two, he strengthens you when you're distressed. Philippians 4.13 says, I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength into me. So I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. He says, I have the strength. He'll give you the strength, church, for all things that come your way. Come on, I'm ready for anything. Paul right here says, I'm ready for anything. I'm in Christ. Let me tell you, if Christ is in you, church, nothing can come against you. In other words, what Paul is saying here is the devil, bring it on, amen. Saying, you got nothing on me. Why? Because I found the recipe, amen. I found the secret, amen. And it's Jesus Christ, amen. He's my source. He's my strength. He's my everything. Church. Do you cry out for help or do you shout out in complaint? We need to shout for help, church. Come on, shout to God. He's there. He's there, church, to rescue us. See, I'm competent that I'm able to handle whatever comes my way. Not in my own strength, not in my own power, church, but through Christ who empowers me who infuses inner strength. Come on, when you call upon Jesus, uh, he brings the strength that you need, church. Uh, he empowers you to, to get through it, amen. He empowers you to, to overcome those dark days. Uh, he empowers you to go through, amen, and make it, church. Uh, You've got to call on Jesus. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Come on, it's the Holy Spirit, church, that empowers you and I. 
It will help you through your dark days. It will help you through your depression. It will help you through loneliness, amen. And all these things, something can be legit, church. I mean, we go through seasons, amen. And this season, amen, we're reminded of loved ones. We're reminded of those that have already passed away, amen. We have friends that passed away this season. But it's God, it's the Holy Spirit that comes and empowers us and says, you know what? They're in a better place. I have them, amen. Keep your fight. Keep fighting, amen. Come on. He's the one that embraces you during in the season of loneliness, season of missing loved ones, church. I'm here. That's why Psalms 23 verse 4 says, Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, somebody. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me, church. Come on. Come on, when you're walking in that valley, get a hold of God's hand and just keep on walking, church. Come on, he's there in that dark valley. He's there in that dark situation where you don't see anything. But if you hold his hand, you know that Papa's taking you somewhere. His rod. Somebody say his rod. His staff. Comfort me. There are 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. And if I could put a theme, a theme on the book of Psalms, and one sentence it would be this, life is tough, get over it. Come on, life is tough, get over it, and look to God because God is good. Come on, I say God is good, church. There are 365 fear knots in the Bible. I counted each one last night. You know what, the, what, church? That's one for each day of the, uh, of the year. He's got to watch out for leap year. Hallelujah. What God is saying to us today, church, fear not. Fear not. I will be your strength when you feel distress. Isaiah four, uh, 41 verse 10 says, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. Uh, I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will hold you up with my 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 uh, uh, righteous. But I'm going to use victorious right hand. Come on, he's, he, we got victory in Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, his victorious right hand. Uh, he's there. We have victory with Jesus. We are not losers with Jesus. We are winners. Walk like a winner. Talk like a winner. Come on, it doesn't matter where you are. Come on, talk it in that valley. Talk it in that darkness. Talk it when you're going through a storm. Talk it, talk it, church. That's the only way you're going to get out. It's in that darkness, amen, that you find who God really is. Anyone can celebrate on the mountaintop churches down there that we learn our lessons. That's when you really feel his hand holding you. And when you get real tired, that's when he picks you up. How many need a pickup from God? Oh, come on. How many need a pickup from the Lord? Amen. Just a, come on. How many just need a hug? Man, God, I just need a hug. Man, God, I just need to be rocked a little bit. Man, I'm just... So just overwhelmed, God. I'm just so, you know, man, I, I, I'm going to get tired just being an adult at times. I just want to be a child. <laughs> Come on, dad, dad, can I just be a child for just a half hour in your arms and say, Daddy, yeah. 
not be just a tough man and you know you know like when your dad's growing up be a man grow up i want i want to be spoiled by my daddy i want to be i want to be talked to him i want to that's how he talks to me he pinches my cheeks like, oh you're so touches my hair i'm like this yeah some of you guys need that some of you guys just need a hug from him some of you guys just need to be rocked by him for you can have a good night's sleep. Come on, you've been stressed out, disappointed. You've been going through all kinds of things, and you just need to get in daddy's arms because it's in his arms that you feel that comfort. It's in that arms that you feel secure. It's in the arms that you feel really his love. Come on. All you got to do is say, Daddy, pick me up. Remember when your little kids were little and they come to you? That's what you need to do to daddy. And he would just pick you up, and once he picks you up, church, man, he just rocks you and you just hmm, start speaking over you, start saying things about you. So I was telling you the untruths that people say about you are not true and start speaking truth into your life. You are special. You are good. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are all that. Puts a smile back in your face. Amen? Amen? Number three, he will guide you when you're doubtful. When you're confused, you don't know which way to go. He's right there pointing the way, church. He's always pointing the way. John chapter 8, 12 says this. Jesus spoke to the people one, one more, uh, once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads you to life. Let me ask you a couple questions today to think about what are you worried about what's keeping you up at night you see when you are facing doubts there there's a reliable source that will always give you the right advice they'll never steer you in the wrong direction church and that source is the word of god his word will never lead you to do anything wrong church Psalms 119, 105 says, Your light is are like a flashlight, uh, is are a flashlight to light up the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. Come on, there's only one reliable guide in our lives, church. Uh, there's nothing else out there. His word is a light in your darkness, amen. It illuminates a path for you and I to walk in, and it keeps you from stumbling uh, and it helps you to see more clearly. Open up the word, church, and let him light, his light shine on you. Let, him, let his light shine the path that you need to walk on, church. Number four, he will change you when you're, you're depressed. Do you know that when you get depressed, that God doesn't always come and pat you on the back and say, cheer up? He wants you to change. He wants to bring transformation into your situation. Amen? Come on. Ushers, turn off that, those lights right now. See, at times, he just doesn't come in and drive out darkness. He doesn't just come in, church, and fix everything in your life. Sometimes he, all he wants you to do is turn on the light. Come on. 
Come on, he wants you to just turn on the light. He wants you to get into the word. See, we just want to, we call out to God and we just want him to, to come fix everything. And dad doesn't just do that. He says, you know what? You need to turn on the light. You need to turn it on. And if you turn it on, I'll illuminate a path. I'll show you where to walk. Amen. I'll dispel. You can turn on the light again. Come on. I would turn on the light. Boom. Come on, somebody. Turn on the light, and I'll dispel all the darkness in your life. Amen. You have to turn on the light, church. You have to put it into action. Amen. And if you do that, he'll show up. We can't just expect him to clean everything up that we mess up. He wants you to turn on the light. And now we got just Google. Google, turn on the light, please. And bing, it turns on. That's what we want to do with God. God, turn on the light. But with God, he'll never turn on the light like that. He wants you to come and to turn on that light. Get up. Get on your knees. Do the things that you need to do, church. And go turn on the light yourself. And watch what God does in the midst of your darkness. Ephesians chapter 5.13 says, It's possible for, it is, is, it, is it possible for light to turn the thing that it shines upon into light also? See, when you light... When the light of God shines in your life, amen, it brightens you up and it takes away the darkness away, church. The light of God fills your life and something in you starts to glow. Ephesians 5, 9 says, light produces, uh, light produces in all people all that is good, right, and true. When you allow Christ to fill your life with his spirit, church, uh, it brings out the best in you, not the stress in you. It will help you to be too anointed, not disappointed. Uh-oh, I'm rhyming again. Hallelujah. I'm about to break in song. Listen, church. Jesus can do for you what many years of therapy can't do. Come on, somebody. He will dispel and break the darkness in your life. Amen. Because the light of Christmas, because of Christ, there's a light shining in this world right now. Amen. And it wants to drive, you know, always drive away darkness. We are the light, church. If Christ is in you, you are the light. Amen. You need to light yourself up. Amen. That we can dispel the darkness that's in this world today, church. You have the power to dispel the, the things of evil in this land. It's us, church. Don't keep your light off. We have the truth, church. We have the recipe, church. We found the secret, church. Be the light now. If we can all just start turning our lights on, the light will shine all over this world. And we can dispel darkness, church. And we can tell Satan to go where he needs to go. Come on, church. We can tell viruses where they need to go. We can start to say all kinds of things that are before us where they need to go. Turn on your light and they have to split. Too many of you are sitting in the dark. You're sitting there complaining. You're sitting there worried. 
You're sitting there stressed out, doubting, and you need to stand up and go turn on that light. In John, 1 John 2, 8, it says, the darkness in our lives will disappear, or darkness in our lives disappear, and the new light of life in Christ shines in. Let his light shine inside of you. Amen? As I close today, when I think about the first Christmas, what's amazing to me is the star. Kind of like the star right here. It's amazing as a star that the wise men saw and followed from the east. What I'm talking about, that, that I'm sure, listen, I'm sure that a lot of other people saw that star as well. And I want you to think about this, church. It was, it was in the sky for everyone, listen, everyone to see. And probably millions of people saw this bright, unusual light. But listen, they did nothing about it. They didn't say, I need to go check out this light. I need to go see what this happened. I got to see where this leads me, amen. But the wise men, the wise men followed the light. Listen, church, it's one thing to know that there's a light in the world. But there's another thing to follow that light. And the point I'm making is this, church. You can choose the darkness or you can choose the light. Christmas is the light for all your dark days. Jesus was God's gift to the world, not just for Christmas, but for every single day.